Welcome in, and thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Bible Cast, a podcast ministry of Delaware Bible Church. I'm Brad Harris. I serve as Pastor of Administration and Outreach here at Delaware Bible Church, and we are continuing our series sharing with many of the folks that joined us for Missions Conference, folks that we'd like to share more with you about folks that uh, had either shared at a part of the conference, had a table at part of the conference, or folks that were there and you might have missed them, so we want to make sure that you hear more about them, their ministry, and what the Lord's doing in that. And today I have two of those folks, folks that uh, I was just blessed to be able to enjoy lunch with, with my life group, as they came and joined our group. And folks that have a really interesting, really cool ministry that, like other some of the other recent podcasts, are going to be something a little bit different than the traditional uh, church planting or uh, church ministry that we often share about with or think about with missions in our podcasts. And that is John and Jean, and they are with Sunset Solutions. So thank you both for joining us today. Thank, thank you. you. Great to be here. So as we begin, uh, John, it, I'm going to first ask you, and then Gene will ask you if you uh, for our next question. If you wouldn't mind, please begin, John, by sharing a little bit about your family and where you currently live. Yes, thank you. Gene and I came from very different backgrounds. Uh, we're, we both come from the Chicago area. We met at school, Wheaton College, came from very different Worlds, and yet God drew us together in inner city ministry in in Chicago, and so we um, we married a little while back. <laughs> we have four children. We um, we currently have no one in the house yeah, at, at this point. We currently live in Elkhart, Indiana, where we serve at Sunset Solutions. Okay, and. Gene, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us uh, Sunset Solutions, your mission board that you're currently serving with, and the mission field that you're serving in with Sunset Solutions. Yes, so as John said, we are serving with an organization called Sunset Solutions, and we really try to harness technology and how it can be used on the mission field. Our um, influence is in over 60 countries and with uh, maybe 185 partners worldwide. And uh, though we're located in Elkhart, um, we do get out on the field sometimes with these partners. So with that, can you share with us just some of the, uh, you know, you, we mentioned technology there, but that's a, a really big area, a really big thing there. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about the day-to-day, but what are some of the primary things that you guys are doing to utilize technology and missions? Well, first, our organization has developed a solar-powered um, radio Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that we're working on, have worked on, and currently are working on new iterations of. So people who, um, are in a remote area that do not have any power can receive a broadcast, a Christian broadcast. These radios are fixed tuned, um, to solid stations that would grow people in Christ and share the gospel. Um, a second big technology is our Sunset Link satellite water monitors. Um, and this um, we're not drilling the wells, but these monitors sit on top of a well and transmit data as how well the, the well is functioning. And with that data, we can alert our partners to potential problems or if there's a problem already. And that could save three days of travel for a missionary on the ground. Oh, wow. Very cool. So it sounds like, based off what you're sharing, there's a lot of assisting going on through your ministry, right? You're yes. helping missionaries, those on the field there themselves. Yes. Great. 
So if you both wouldn't mind, share with us. Share with us how long you've been serving, uh, particularly with this mission. And uh, you have shared with us what you do on the field. But let me ask you this then. What do you most enjoy about what you do on the field? John, we'll start with you. I think the thing I most enjoy is the seeing how God has used and is using and will use the things that we produce. We, I realized after a while that although we're producing technology and there's a cool factor there. There is. That where really it's like we, we, we love our devices. We love the things that we have. And yet, uh, just to see the Lord in unexpected ways at times use these things to draw people to to Himself, to save them in just some amazing places around the world and uh, and ways, it's deeply, deeply satisfying. Mm-hmm. So, how long have you been serving there with Sunset? About ten years. About ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gina, same for you. Have you been serving the same amount of time there? Well, when we moved here, we had children at home. And okay. I was homeschooling them, but after they have grown, and I'm now actually serving in the office as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not an engineer. I'm a displaced nurse serving in the office, and I really do enjoy what I'm doing in communications, in IT, and in um, donation services. Okay, wonderful. So... Could you both, uh, different roles, same ministry, describe for us, again, John, we'll start with you, the average day that you have in your life as a missionary? Thank you. The average day may seem somewhat boring at times, but it involves a lot of hard work and discipline and being ready to expect the unexpected during, during the day. And that includes interruptions, by the way. So my day starts early. I'm an early riser, and my day ends late. And in between then, a lot of the things that the mission needs in order to run uh, needs to happen. I'm a software developer and also a chaplain in the mission, and so we just roll with whatever the needs are during the day, although we have an idea of what we want to try to accomplish. A lot of times the Lord brings us some other directions, and that's that's where we roll. Mm-hmm. That's quite the uh, shift there between software developer and chaplain there. So you're kind of you're hitting a lot of different areas with that. Gene, what about you? So as I said, um, I am working my current role of working in donation services as the main person there. It just happened a couple of weeks ago, and uh, uh, what I thought was not going to be very interesting is actually brought me quite a bit of joy in that I interact with donors of Sunset Solutions. I get to call and clarify certain things. Um, they call and need some things changed, and we just have a wonderful time of of conversation and prayer sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's a blessing to our whole organization that our donors are praying for us. So we thank you for that. Excellent. So, Gene, we'll, we'll ask you this one, and then, John, if you want to chime in, feel free to as well. But there has been a lot of changes, I would say, for everyone regarding COVID-19. Particularly, I can even tell you from Delaware Bible Church, the amount of technology we're using, how we used it has completely changed uh, due to COVID-19. We were already streaming as a church. We hadn't started the podcast ministry. That's come out of it, but many other things. And we have just seen how much that's ramped up, and we've enhanced it since that time. But would you mind sharing with us a mission uh, organization that's primarily focused there with technology for the most part, how COVID-19 has changed your mission work. And Gene, you have a great story about that that you shared with me prior to our time that I'd love for you to share for our audience as well. 
So as far as COVID-19, um, things got shut down in Indiana, and as a not-for-profit, we had to follow the state guidelines. And I became the main person for the Safe Transition Task Force as we transitioned back from COVID to be safe. Um, so that has taken up a lot of time in, sense of, in the sense of uh, keeping on top of what the local guidelines were for me and communicating that to our team at Sunset Solutions, not only to be compliant, but to be safe at our work. Um, but it did not actually um, decrease any of our activity in other countries. We did shift to using things like WhatsApp. We mm -hmm. had been using those things. We used that even more so to support the radio missionaries, excuse me, radio missions, um, other consultations that have been done for our you know, solar media center, um, our sunset link things, those, those shifted to online communiques because um, restrictions just happened. Mm -hmm. But um, just like in the U.S., though, a story comes to mind about Lucy in Uganda. And uh, she is uh, a refugee in Uganda, and our ministry partner, High Adventure Gospel, has a station called Usalama FM. And uh, like in the United States, many teachers got creative. And for them, it meant that the teachers would teach over the radio. But Lucy had four children and did not have a radio. And so the delivery of our sunset radios really came at a God-pointed time for her so that her kids can continue schooling. Very cool. Appreciate you sharing that. And let's shift a little bit. We've talked quite a bit about the day-to-day -day of what you all are doing uh, in your mission and how the Lord is working through that. But let's talk about specifically how he's worked in each of your lives personally. And I would ask you to share John, again, we'll start with you, and then Jean will go to you with you. But uh, if you wouldn't mind, share your personal testimony, and with that as well, how God led you to the mission field. Yes, thank you. I came from a Christian family. My parents both were saved, and my father led me to the Lord when I was very young. And so I've loved the, the Bible, the Word of God. I thought at one point I wanted to be a, a pastor. The Lord made it clear that that was not the case. And so for a long time pursued a, a, a so-called secular career and did very well at it. Uh, to your second point about how God led me to the mission field, yeah, he doesn't do this for everybody, but he did this for me. Mid-career, I started asking some questions and asked the Lord, are, are there some other ways, maybe some more direct ways, where he could use my gifts and abilities for his kingdom and I had to be content with the possibility that God would not open that door, but I did press on a few doors, and a door opened, and we decided that we would we would go ahead and pursue that. So that's what kind of brought us to that, that mindset. Jean can speak to her mindset, which is a little different than mine. I had it took a while for me just to mm -hmm. come around to this idea of what missions was because it's a, it's a deeply satisfying. Uh, direction in life, but it's not an easy sure. uh, direction. And so we had to be very careful and count that cost. Mm -hmm. Before before we get to Gene, um, would you mind sharing with us some of those difficulties that you would say that you all especially go through uh, in regards to your ministry? The biggest one for me was for years and years, I was on the other side of the missions conference where most of us are, mm -hmm. you know, at, at, in a Delaware Bible where we, we go to the conferences, we give generously, we have that missions mindset, we de decide that we want to do what we can to support our missionary friends. 
overseas, and we're used to year after year giving and putting out. And to have to go to the other side of the equation sure. and and learn how to graciously receive was 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 tough. Now mm-hmm. we did acclimate over time and and deal with support raising issues and such, and we've embraced it all well. But just that shift in mindset was necessary and important. Right. That's that's a great point. I appreciate you sharing that, Gene. Uh, same question for you. Would you be able to share your personal testimony and how the Lord led you into the mission field? So unlike John, I did not grow up in a Christian home. My mother was Buddhist and my dad was Confucian. And then um, he was a frustrated engineer, came to the States and could not did not have money, could not go to school. So he did what a lot of Chinese people do, and he started a restaurant. <laughs> well, and um, a waitress there named Aldine Bennett considered the boss's kids her mission field. She bought a van and offered to drive us to church. And for many years, I just said no. I was un unbeknownst to most of our friends now, I was very shy at that time. I just didn't want to go. So after time, I just said yes. And my sister had returned back into the area. She had left the area. And between her and Aldine, I ended up going to church and became saved when I was 14 at a youth group bowling party. Oh, wow. Yes. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Yep. Love youth ministry because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, believe in that. And uh, so when I went to go to college, I was actually all set for U of I. Got a pretty good deal there. Not a full ride, but I felt very strongly my senior year that I should go to a Christian school. And my dad said, well, the only one you, I'm going to allow you to go to is Wheaton College, which had already closed their admission process, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I called and I said, this is what's happening in my life. <laughs> and is there any chance that I could just come for an interview? I know everything is closed. And actually they did. They interviewed me and allowed me to, they actually made an offer for me to attend there. So I did. And that's how I met John. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. Appreciate you sharing that. And Jean, let me ask you next then, uh, I've been told that you are the primary one that got connected with DBC. So how did you and John, how did the Anderson family get connected with DBC? Yeah, so that's actually a wonderful example of God's connections. We started attending a church named McCoy Memorial Baptist Church. And as part of that church, the ministry was Checkpoint Bible Camp, okay. which Pastor Scott was a part of mm-hmm. before he moved to Delaware here. And uh, that that's how I got to know Scott. Yeah. I didn't, wow, I didn't uh, even know that. Yeah, I served as a camp nurse there, worked with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So... We've talked ministry, we've talked personal testimony. Let's just talk about you guys for fun for just a couple minutes. Outside of your profession, again, John, we'll start with you. Uh, what are some hobbies and things that you both just as a family enjoy doing for fun? For me, uh, I really, really enjoy, I, I guess I would call myself an amateur theologian. I guess in okay. retrospect, it would have been nice to go to seminary at some point. But again, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's gonna, uh, be something long term, uh, that I would ever consider now. But just, just, uh, Bible resources, uh, over, over time, I've just learned to, uh, get every, everything I could get my hands on over the years in terms of lexicons and the Greek and the Hebrew and uh, the archaeology and, and and the history and everything surrounding that uh, church ecclesiology. Mm-hmm. I've just really enjoy and embrace that and read it. And, and, and I think it really means for me a much more rich experience as I have learned to teach and now preach the Word of God. So with that, John, uh, I ask this because I'm currently, as we record, teaching a class on, it's called Theology for Life. It's taking 
biblical theology and making it applicable for folks within the church, I would be curious to hear, do you have any favorites as far as uh, theology books, things like that, that you would recommend to folks? Might be kind of boring. And, in turn, in turn, <laughs> <laughs> and some of them can be. Some of them can be. Some of them are pretty good, but there's a lot of deep stuff there. Well, I mean, we, we probably know some of the books like Wayne Grudem mm-hmm. and uh, Systematic Theology. He's better than most. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's a, I think like with anything, there's a few areas where you say, eh, I'm not sure about that. But we love Wayne, Wayne Grudem. Mm-hmm. And really some of the, the modern Bible teachers that I, I, I embrace, uh, the, the John Piper, John MacArthur, and, and such the deep uh, theology people, uh, in uh, these, you know, currently mm-hmm. more uh, of uh, previous centuries. I'm I'm big on Jonathan Edwards, and uh, and some of the theology that that came out from that time. And uh, we really see uh, in in previous centuries there were some really deep thinkers and mm-hmm. some giants. We stand on the backs of. We have the Word of God, and yet I think we it would be wise to look at some of these trusted. And men and women of God from previous uh, years, previous centuries, and say there are some things we can learn from them even now. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm actually now. You mentioned John MacArthur. I'm reading his Biblical Doctrine book as I study for class, and I think that's an excellent one as well to check out. Gene, same question for you. Things that outside of the profession, outside of Sunset Solutions, that you enjoy. So oddly enough, my profession is. Being a nurse, I'm mm-hmm. a registered nurse, went to school for that. And at Sunset, it's a technology mission. So as I said, I'm serving in all these different areas. So I love actually being able to volunteer as a nurse, like at Checkpoint Bible Camp, and at, on trips um, to Haiti, to Nicaragua, and working with the clinic, with a doctor. That's great for mm-hmm. me. Love that. Um, as far as day-to-day things, I just love to be with my family. Love being a grandparent. And anytime I can spend time with those kids, it's wonderful. And Honestly, having adult children has been a great pleasure and deep experience. So, Jean, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your kids and your family. What are the ages and a little bit about your kids? So we have um, two girls and two boys. The book ends are girls and the boys are in between. Our oldest daughter is a stay-at-home mom, though she was an educator, a teacher uh, for a time. And they live in Highland, Indiana. Our um, second child, our oldest son, John, is a zookeeper. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we, that, that was always been a, a surprise for us, but not. And he lives in Kansas um, in the southwest corner in Garden City and works at a zoo there and is a lead keeper for lemurs and for the ambassador animals. Yeah. So our second, our third child, our second son, David, actually is a computer program, chip off the old block there, and is working in central Illinois um, as a computer programmer. And our youngest is a daughter who followed my steps and is a nurse, and she's working at Elkhart General and is married and lives in Elkhart. Wonderful. So you got all over the place a little bit there, local, far away. They are, yeah. Very cool. So, John, I'll ask you this question. Um, for those who are listening in, and maybe they stopped by you guys' booth at Missions Conference, or maybe even a couple of years ago, I remember we gave you guys, uh, I remember we led a Sunday school time and you guys shared about your ministry. Uh, they've connected with you guys in some way, or they've just been thinking and praying about how can I use the gifts that God has given me in areas of technology and giftedness there or similar areas. And they're looking for more advice or resources, uh, to share or that for in, for they're looking for more information regarding how they can find out more about how they can use their gifts 
in missions or in missions work. What are some of the advice or resources you would share with them? I would say, first of all, that missions is not perhaps what we thought it was years back. The Lord uh, can use folks from many different walks of life, many different gifts and abilities, and missions right now at this point in time needs workers, workers for the harvest, Matthew 9, 38. It was true in the time of Christ. It's true now. Uh, The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. And we pray to the Lord of the harvest for for workers for that that harvest. And so, I think the first thing is to to really to see and and uh, from the Lord and from others what your gifts and abilities are. And then secondly, realize that God simply will not uh, drop something on your head uh, out of nowhere. I think, like most things in life, there's a combination of sovereignty and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And while we trust God and we we look for His doors and we follow them. Uh, at the same time, there's a part that belongs to us, and so we need to knock on those doors and attempt some things because, to be honest, I haven't really heard the audible voice of God. I just have to try stuff. Right. Beyond that, if uh, if you really get the sense that God might be calling you to missions, make sure as well that you have the affirmation of some trusted people in your life, particularly your pastor, and uh, and then try those doors see what happens, see what, see what stays open, and trust the Father, even if the doors close. Amen. Excellent. I appreciate you sharing that. And as well, uh, I just really appreciated one of the Bible verses that you shared that you said had a particular impact in your life uh, earlier when we were chatting prior to our podcast. So would you mind sharing that verse with us here? Yes, the verse that would come to mind first would be John 8.36. It really defines the name of our organization, Sunset Solutions. If the sun will set you free, you will be free indeed. And so, great testament to the salvation of, of the Lord Jesus, and that it, in fact, the, the Lord does set us free from so many things. We see the bondage of sin, the bondage of other religions such as Islam and in the world, and we see how the Lord sets people free, in this case, in our mission, through the, the use of technology, ultimately people, and ultimately his, uh, his Holy Spirit, of course, as he draws people to himself, but that uh, there's f- great freedom in the Lord Jesus. Amen. So if those listening uh, particularly would like to contact you all and find out more about Sunset Solutions, to find out more about you guys or or connect further about how they can use their gifts to be able to serve in missions, would you mind, uh, Gene, sharing with us uh, an email address or how they would be able to contact you all? Yes, so Sunset Solutions has a website, sunsetsolutions.org. Um, we are found through the Give tab, and then you can look at Supported Workers, so you can find John and myself there. But John's email is very simple, janderson at sunsetsolutions.org, and mine is janderson at sunsetsolutions.org. Wonderful. And, and if I can interject here, that's mm-hmm. Sun with an S-O-N. S-O-N, that's right. Sunset Solutions, S-O-N-S-E-T Solutions. Last thing before we close our time is one of the things that I like to close our podcast with is just being able to hear from our missionaries that join us about how those who are listening can be praying for them. So how could we as a congregation be praying for you all as you serve in ministry? 
Thank you. And perhaps Gene will want to ha- add something to this. For us and for Sunset Solutions, we are, been, are praying and have been and will continue to pray for more workers for the harvest. I did mention this earlier. And even more than resources, we had someone at, at Delaware Bible come up and say and ask what resources we needed and then immediately said, we well, need money, right? And I said, well, uh, the Lord has been real gracious, even in the COVID era, to provide what the mission and what we've needed, but we really, really, really need workers. And so if there's any prayer request, it would be that the Lord, that the Lord would provide um, all that we need for, for workers that are, that have the gifts and abilities in particular that, that we, we are lacking. And that is, that is in areas of engineering, even some things in, in the mission that doesn't sound that exciting, such as accounting, HR, things like that, uh, critical needs that we need filled. Wonderful. Jean, anything to add? Um, Just one thing. Um, It's long been known that medical missions, you know, a doctor gives up his salary and and comes to serve overseas and works with, I don't know, the AIDS epidemic or whatever, but Mm -hmm. they are not the only professional that gives up a what good career. You might consider a good career. And engineers are don't usually go into it thinking about missions. So um, to be able to connect engineers to our organization, it would be wonderful. Wonderful. And I hope that those are listening will have jotted those things down, rewinded it back, and we'll be praying for those things as they pray for you all in your mission there. Again, we want to thank the Andersons for joining us for today's podcast. As always, we want to thank those listening in. We hope that you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to sharing with you again real soon.